With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, Oscar watchers. A uh, funny thing happened on the way to the box office. Uh, as we're recording this, we're a few days out from Joker's opening weekend in theaters um, and setting a new October box office record, uh, grossing almost $100 million in its first three days. Uh, I'm here with Susan Wazina, who has been tracking the Oscar race every week at Gold Derby. Uh, so first off, Susan, uh, have we seen major changes for Joker uh, in our odds for Best Picture or Best Actor since uh, it opened during the last week? Well, the the biggest beneficiary of people seeing it and uh, hearing about it is um, it's been uh, Joaquin Phoenix. And I think uh, right now, among the experts, uh, he is tied with Adam Driver with four to one odds. And uh, and they're you know they're tied in the odds, but uh, actually uh, Joaquin has one more expert predicting the win, doesn't he? Yes, he does. It's probably me, but <laughs> I think I just moved over and picked him. So, but um, as for the movie, though, um, in the combined odds, there's over three thousand people um, predicting right now. Uh, he, uh, the movie's in 10th place, and as people kind of know, we haven't had 10 Best Picture contenders since they kind of loosened the rules and allowed between 5 and 10. But uh, at least it makes it into that. But um, uh, among experts, it's number 11. And uh, Tom Phillips is doing okay with the combined odds with... Uh, 10 uh, at number 10 among the directors, but he's way down in 32 for uh, among the experts. So I, I don't think Todd should maybe, you know, have to buy a new tux. He could buy a tux, I think, <laughs> so, for something else. But anyway, um, yeah, so, you know, the movie itself is, you know, it's funny because when it showed at Venice where it won the Golden Lion, it's like um, at that point it had like, I think, pretty high percentage on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. But at this point it's at 69% positive. But in a way I think that's almost good because 
it's giving people something to chew over and talk about. And that's what you want, I think, during award season is not to be forgotten after you get glowing reviews and the next big movie opens. So it seems to be in the air. I think I've heard people that you, I wouldn't even think would ask me about it, like my sister-in-law wondering if she should see it. <laughs> and her favorite movie, I think, is Moulin Rouge. And I said, it's not quite that. So. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was looking through the reviews for the film last week as it was coming out. Uh, and on Metacritic, uh, last I checked, it was still in like the yellow range, um, which is interesting because it has several reviews that Metacritic uh, classifies as like a perfect 100. Uh, but it also has several uh, yellow mixed reviews uh, and several red negative reviews. So it's yeah. very all over the spectrum, very divisive. Um, and I wonder with this box office, it reminds me a little bit, of course, the films are nothing like, but uh, it reminds me a little bit of uh, Bohemian Rhapsody last year, which had uh, not great reviews. Actually, the reviews for Joker are better than, uh, on, on average than they were for Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, but then Bohemian Rhapsody became such a huge, massive hit, almost a billion dollars around the world. Um, it, it became a genuine phenomenon, and it won uh, four Oscars uh, out of its five. I think it won everything but Best Picture, uh, mm -hmm. uh, including Best Actor for Rami Malek, which could be good news for Joaquin Phoenix. Um, so I wonder, you know, as it continues in the box office uh, nationally and internationally, I think it's up to almost a quarter billion already uh, uh, worldwide. Um, it's it's 11th in our experts overall odds, but there are 14 experts who rank that among their top 10 films uh, for Best Picture nomination. Um, so I think we could see it rise there uh, uh it, you know and i'm also reminded of the blind side another film mixed reviews but huge hit uh you know so so it feels like you know do you you know do you think the uh, box office can help make up for maybe some reviews that might leave doubt in some oscar voters minds well the thing with bohemian rhapsody is it, i think it got a lot of repeat reviewers and and the box office was humongous worldwide and I think it's still the number one biographical film of all time at the box office so and given how many of those there are <laughs> that's saying something but I think this next week will tell the tale because I don't know if there's another you know film that is being targeted to this sort of group of people who love pop culture and they want to see something different in the mode of a comic book tale and origin story. And if, um, I don't know if there'll be re repeat viewing like um, it was with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. So it, they're kind of two different animals, I think. <laughs> Maybe two different audiences even, too. Yeah. It feels like... Um Joker, and just the type of film it is, is going to be a tougher sit for repeat viewing than Bohemian Rhapsody was. You get to sit down and enjoy the, the songs of Queen, um, whereas you sit down in Joker and enjoy just like a couple hours of sociopathy. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I'm not sure if, you know, uh, if it's going to have the legs that Bohemian Rhapsody did, but I think it's all like just from that opening weekend alone, it's destined to be one of the year's 
more most successful films, uh, certainly among the films uh, that come out this Oscar season. Uh, and another thing that's interesting about it is that as as averse as the Oscars are often to comic book movies, superhero movies, um, we're looking at a situation where the Joker could join a relatively small list of movie characters who have earned Oscar nominations for different actors in different movies. Um, and that's that's a list that includes Queen Elizabeth I. You've got Kate Blanchett in Elizabeth and Elizabeth the Golden Age and Judi Dench in Shakespeare in Love. Vito, Vito Corleone by, with Marlon Brando and Robert De Niro. Henry V was played by Lawrence Olivier and Kenneth Branagh. Henry VIII was played by Charles Lawton and Richard Burton and uh, Richard Nixon. Uh, Anthony Hopkins and uh, 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 Frank Langella both nominated for playing him. Um, so interesting. A, a lot of... Um, uh, leaders, a lot of shady figures, not a lot of comic book villains, but of course Heath Ledger uh, won posthumously for playing the Joker in The Dark Knight, although whether it's the same character technically is uh, arguable because this is a different interpretation set in a different time period, um, but I think it still counts. Uh, so, so what do you think about uh, you know Joaquin Phoenix putting this character in that same company? Well, I say it's very different than Heath Ledger's in a way. And Heath Ledger, you don't get the whole experience of, you know, the origins of him. He's just there. And as I was reading something that someone wrote that they liked that. You didn't have to deal with all that. But that's all this movie deals with is the background of what produced this creature. So... But here's the thing. I mean, much like Rami Malek, this whole movie is Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, even Robert De Niro, you know, takes a back seat to him because I, I believe he's probably in almost every single scene. And that's amazing. And Heath Ledger, you know, stuff was a supporting part. But this is definitely, I mean, it's he's center stage almost the whole time. So the movie lives and dies with him and his performance. And I, I think it's pretty incredible. I didn't know what to expect, but I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, given some of the reviews I was reading. And I, I don't know. I think they're, they're kind of being a little harsh on it. And maybe just like Bohemian Rhapsody, there was something about it that critics, it set them off and, you know, made a lot of think pieces that maybe didn't really serve the movie as well as it could. But um, yeah, I think it's an interesting movie and an interesting period right now of how people feel in general about what's going on in the world. So it touches something. It does touch a nerve. And I, I think that's maybe a good thing for a movie that is looking to win awards. Yeah. And uh, you know, the interesting thing about, uh, the Dark Knight, or one of the interesting things about The Dark Knight, and Heath Ledger's uh, Oscar candidacy for that is, of course, he tragically died the year that film came out, and that was a, you know, paying tribute to him was such a big part of the story around, the Oscar story around The Dark Knight, and, and how, you know, here, here was this classic villain character who had been played by Jack Nicholson, and uh, everyone was skeptical about Heath Ledger's casting when it was originally announced, especially diehard fans, and then it turned out to, you know, it, it became, at the time, the definitive Joker, um, which was an incredible achievement for a character that had this much history and this much strong fandom. 
Um, of course, Joaquin Phoenix is still with us, um, and you know, so he, he, you know, this doesn't have that narrative. But Joaquin Phoenix does have an overdue narrative. You know, he's been nominated for Gladiator, The Master, Walk the Line. Um, uh, I might be missing one. <laughs> well, uh, it's three. Okay. Uh, so, so he's been nominated three times. He's he's been, uh, you know, he's this very uh, admired actor, and I think he's one of these actors who's kind of enigmatic uh, in a way you know, that they like, like your Daniel Day-Lewis's, uh, these really kind of gritty actors who get deep down into their roles. Um, and so the fact that he hasn't won yet, uh, do, do you think that narrative could be uh, part of what propels him? Well, I do because I did a poll <laughs> about which actor is most overdue for an Oscar and he won it. So at least our you know, Gold Derby people who like taking our polls, they support that in a big way. So, yeah, I think um, he and Eddie Murphy, as you've written about, and also Renee Zellweger, they're all comeback kids this year. I think right now Renee is more definite because she's more overwhelming in her support in our charts, I think. But, uh, Joaquin could do it, too. I, I, I do feel that way. And, um, you know, I think people like Adam Driver, but I think they have a soft spot for Joaquin because, A, we watched him grow up as a kid. Like, it was that parenthood movie with uh, Steve Martin. I think that was maybe his first role. And uh, also his brother dying. I think, you know, people worried about him. <laughs> what would happen so I think uh, yeah uh, I think he's not your typical oh I love him kind of guy you know cuddly or whatever <laughs> but he does I mean somebody said in one of their reviews he does the most acting and sometimes that's that's also a plus <laughs> if you're good at it so uh, well uh, thank you uh, for joining me again Susan uh, thanks to everyone for watching uh, and or listening. Uh, you can visit goldderby.com to make or update your predictions now, uh, not just for the Oscars, but also the Golden Globes, the SAG Awards, uh, the Grammys, uh, a, a number of other events. Um, and, you know, we, we uh, are not answering your, uh, any of your reader or listener questions this week, but uh, keep uh, sending them in to daniel at goldderby.com with the subject heading uh, Gold Derby Podcast. Um, and, you know, you can send them in on Twitter as well. We'll be paying attention to our mentions there. Uh, if you have a question you'd like us to answer about this or any other Oscar race. So uh, we will be back in a future episode, I promise, with uh, answers to your reader questions. So uh, until then, uh, you know, thank you for joining. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.